Welcome to the Beacon broadcast from Beacon Baptist Church in Burlington, North Carolina, featuring expositional Bible teaching by Pastor Greg Barkman. If you'd like to correspond with the Beacon broadcast, or if you wish to support this radio ministry, write to The Beacon Broadcast, Post Office Box 159, Alamance, North Carolina, 27201, or find us on the web at beaconbaptist.com, beaconbaptist.com. The Beacon Broadcast is supported in part by the gifts of faithful listeners. Now with today's message from God's Word, here is Greg Barkman. We are looking at that wonderful Christmas prophecy found in Isaiah 9-6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You recall that this prophecy, spoken by Isaiah to King Ahaz, to assure him of God's deliverance from the enemies that were marching against Israel, or marching against Judah, rather, that if Ahaz would trust in God rather than in political alliances, that God would deliver him. But in speaking these words in Isaiah 9-6, Isaiah is not only speaking of the temporal deliverance that Ahaz would surely receive if he trusted in the Lord, but he also spoke of the spiritual deliverance that sinners will receive if they trust in God's appointed Messiah. And so this is God's promised deliverer, a deliverer for King Ahaz according to the needs of his day, but a greater deliverer to the world for the sin need that every single individual in all the world has. And so in this prophecy, we learn of the nature and role of the one God promised to rescue fallen humanity from sin and misery. Thank you for joining me on this Thursday, December 28. Thank you for considering the financial help that we need to continue to teach God's Word on this station. Well, what do we learn? We learn, first of all, about the humanity of God's promised deliverance. Unto us a child is born, a human child to a human mother. Secondly, we learn about the deity of God's promised deliverer. Unto us a son is given, a son who existed before he was given. He, he belonged to someone before he was given to Mary. He belonged to someone before he was given to the world. A son is given. And all of this is in fulfillment of God's promise. God promised that there would be a virgin conception, and indeed that's what took place. The virgin Mary conceived a child and brought that child into the world. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. That child was Mary's child, but it was the child of all of us. He was given not only to Mary, but he was given to the world. And so a virgin conception brought a human baby into the world, but he was not only a child born, but the son given, the son of God. 
And he comes for the purpose of divine deliverance. He comes to deliver us from sin. We are told in Matthew 1, 21, that you shall call his name Jesus. That's the Greek form of the Old Testament word Joshua. And the name Joshua means Jehovah delivers. And the name Jesus means Jehovah delivers. His name shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He will deliver believers from their sins. He will deliver believers from the death of the grave. He will deliver believers from the tyranny of sin and of Satan and even of our own fallen nature, even as he will deliver King Ahaz from the tyranny of the armies of northern Israel and of their ally Syria. And how is this deliverer going to carry out this wonderful salvation from sin? He's going to do it by becoming a qualified substitute. You shall call his name Jesus, but we also read in Matthew that this is what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. And Emmanuel means God with us. What a wonderful truth. Jesus, the name means Jehovah delivers. Emmanuel means God with us. And so here you have it again, the two natures combined into one person. He is the man, Jesus, who will deliver Jehovah will deliver us through this man, Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God with us, for this man, Jesus, is also the eternal deity, the son of the triune Godhead, and he is God with us. And so, as God with us, enrobed in humanity, he will become a substitute and die on the cross for sinners who trust in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Yes, indeed. Unto us a son is born. Unto us, rather, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The eternally begotten Son of God, a fully qualified substitute. Nobody can substitute as the sin-bearer to bear away, to, to take upon themselves the guilt of another, unless they themselves have no guilt. They have to be sinless. I could not die as a substitute for my brother, either my physical brother who lives in another state or any of my brothers in Christ who are all around me and who I love very dearly because of our common faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and the commonality of the new birth that we that we enjoy. But I could not substitute for anyone else because I've got my sins to pay for. How can I pay for the sins of another? So who could qualify? 
to be the Savior of sinners except a sinless Savior. And who can be a sinless Savior as a member of the human race except one who was conceived of a virgin and did not have a human father and was born without human father, was conceived of the Holy Spirit. In other words, God was his father. And in, in addition to that, not only born without the fallen nature that all of us are born with, the one exception being Jesus, but not only that, lived a perfect life of sinless obedience to the Heavenly Father from the day of his birth until the day of his death. Not one sin. And listen, friends, you need to understand that. You need to nail that down. You need to fasten that to your mind because I've read polls that indicate that when questioned, a large percentage of people who identify as evangelical Christians do not agree with the statement that Jesus never sinned. How little people know about Jesus, those who claim to believe in him. How can you believe in someone you do not know? How can you believe in someone that is different from the Jesus that the Bible presents to us? If you are believing in, following, trusting for your salvation, a Jesus who sinned, then you are going to hell. You have no Savior. He had to be a sinless substitute. No sin of his own. He had to not only be a sinless substitute, but he had to be a divine substitute. How can the death of one man pay for the sins of millions of people, millions of believers? How can that be? How can one man's life and death be worth the, the lives and deaths of millions of people who all deserve to die for their sins. Well, if he were only a man, even a sinless man, but only a man, he could only atone for the sins of one other person. He could substitute one for one. That does happen occasionally. Down through history, occasionally that has happened when someone was sentenced to death for a heinous crime and someone else stood, uh, stood forward and said, I volunteer to take his place and to die in his place. And sometimes there, there have been occasions when the court has allowed that. The court has to approve that, of course, but if the court allows that and says, we'll accept that, we'll accept your death in the place of the death of this one who has been pronounced guilty, if the system of justice is willing to accept that substitution, then the, the volunteer shall give up his life, and the guilty party shall go free. His debt has been paid. But that's one for one. A substitute could not step forward and say, I volunteer to die for the crimes of everyone who has committed murder all over the world. You would laugh. How naive, how foolish, how, how could you even imagine that your death could atone for all those millions of others? Assuming there are millions, I don't know how many condemned murders there are in the world, but there's surely many, many, many thousand. Well, that wouldn't work. That would not, that w justice would not accept that. Justice would not be served in that. But if the 
substitute who volunteers to take the place of another is not only a sinless man so that he can qualify to be a substitute, but is also at the same time eternal deity. He is the infinite God, the uncreated God, the eternal God. Then his life is worth worth the value of all the lives of all the people in the world. And therefore, his death indeed is sufficient to atone for the sins of millions upon millions of those who trust in him. It's a marvelous truth, this gospel of Jesus Christ, how that God could be just and the justifier of him who believes in Jesus. It's perfectly just, and it is amazingly marvelous and wonderfully true. It is the message of the gospel that men and women need to hear and to believe for the saving of their soul. And all of that is foretold by Isaiah the prophet in this wonderful text. For unto us a child is born, a human child. Unto us a son is given, a divine son. And he is the deliverer, the eternally begotten son of God. He is all that God is. He has done all that God has done. He is all that God possesses. And he has been given to us. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And he does this out of God's love. God so loved the world. And so he comes to do what man cannot do for himself. He cannot atone for his own sins. Sinners must die for their sins, but one has been given. The deliverance must come from one who is not sinful, and righteousness must come from one who is righteous. And that is the one that Isaiah foretold. What a wonderful, wonderful truth. Until tomorrow, Greg Barkman saying good day. May God give you his eternal peace.